The Fake Show Podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, The Craft House Brewery in Henderson, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. The contract has a billing quota, which I exceed consistently. Okafor, show them the numbers. Why are going to have those numbers? Somewhere, someone's got numbers. Take a gander. Good talk. The quota includes robotic surgeries. Every surgeon has learned and started billing with the Titian, except you. Well, I'll tell you what. You find me a study that shows that the robotic approach is better than the standard CT surgery, and I will consider it. Consider this. Everyone's replaceable if they don't play ball, even you. Good talk. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. That is a scene from The Resident with actor Bruce Greenwood and my next guest, Malcolm Jamal Warner, who plays the arrogant surgeon, Dr. A.J. Austin. Malcolm, of course, got his start as a kid actor on The Cosby Show and has been so very busy ever since, either acting or directing. I've got Malcolm Jamal Warner on the line right now in Los Angeles. Malcolm, how are you? Good, how's it going? Very good. First of all, I think you're great on The Resident, and and I have to tell you, I've talked to a lot of other actors on medical shows, and the dialogue can be pretty daunting, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a, a big task. When we first get the script, you know, we also get a list of um, pronunciations of all these, you know, medical terms. So, you know, a big part of the work is getting the, um, you know, the the medical terms down with a certain fluidity. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine, like on other shows, you've got consultants who tell you, yeah, this is how you actually say this. Yeah, we get that. Uh, we, we have um, people who are with us all the time, uh, and uh, we're constantly mispronouncing words. <laughs> yeah. You know, your character is this ego-driven surgeon, and it's pretty common knowledge, isn't it, that there is a certain level of arrogance that goes along with being a surgeon, I would think? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of a, um, you know, it, it, it's very much a cliche kind of thing. But, you know, like all cliches, they're generally uh, built in some kind of truth. Um yeah, and there's you know, I mean there's there's something um, you know wildly fascinating um, about you know in so many cases really being the um, uh, you know the the barrier between life and death. So right. on one level, um, you know, I I completely get it, man. Well, and the show is unwavering in that things can go wrong, and they also get covered up in certain cases. Yeah, that was the thing that um, that really attracted me to the show. Um, initially, you know, when I first started, I was uh, I just did the last three seasons. I mean, the last three episodes of season one. Yeah. Um, so when I started working, the show hadn't aired yet. So all I had seen was the pilot. Um, and, you know, I did, I really dug the pilot and, um, you know, how, you know, the, the, the pilot was unflinching in, you know, the, uh, hospital cover-ups. So once the show started to air and, uh, I started watching it, I really became, you know, a big fan of the show long before my episodes even aired. Yeah. Well, and by the way, Bruce Greenwood, is there an actor who works any more than that guy? He's in so much stuff over the years. <laughs> no, when I met Bruce, 
Uh, I remember Bruce and I were both on uh, The People versus OJ. And, um, you know, when I first met him, I was like, dude, I've grown up watching you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm so, I'm so used to people saying that to me. That is actually great <laughs> to be able to say that to somebody else. By the way, you played Al Cowling on The People versus O.J. Simpson. I've always wanted to ask you this, that scene where you're in the white Bronco, did you actually have the freeway to yourselves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that, that really shows you the, the, uh, the power that uh, Ryan Murphy has um, yeah. and uh, the budget of that show. Because we, over the week, over the course of the weekend, we shut down... Um, a part of the uh, the 710 freeway. Wow, that's amazing. And for people who were probably in the area seeing that white Ford Bronco, <laughs> it must have really been yeah. kind of weird for them, right? <laughs> yeah, especially on the other, you know, on the other side, you know, driving the opposite direction and they see, uh, you know, they see, they see the Bronco. And then what, what was fun for me is, you know, we, we, we do so many takes um, and it got to the point where, you know, we would be driving and then instead of, you know, when they cut, you know, turning around and going back to, you know, the first mark, I would just, you know, put the, uh, put the Bronco in reverse and just, <laughs> I had, I had this freeway to myself. So I would just drive back like 40, 50 miles. <laughs> miles. Hey, yeah, you got to take that chance while you can, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have worked on several Ryan Murphy shows, including American Horror Story. What is it like working in that universe? Oh, it's awesome. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, Ryan is, you know, obviously his, you know, he's got, um, you know, a great vision and, you know, has a knack for, um, you know, a certain level of quirkiness uh, in, in everything that he does. Um, but on set, you could just, you know, always see the wheels turning. Um, but he's just, you know, he's, he's an incredibly sweet guy. You know, you've done such great shows over the years. What was your Dexter experience like? Oh, you know, Dexter was fun. You know, I did the, I think it was the, was was one of the first few episodes. So, yeah. uh, the show had, the show hadn't aired yet. So it hadn't become, you know, it, it, it was not this huge, uh, hit at the time. Yeah. But, you know, I was always, I was a huge fan of Six Feet Under. So right. uh, I was excited just to, uh, just to be on the show. Yeah, and uh, by the way, you were a pleasant surprise for me watching the Sons of Anarchy. I'm assuming you really enjoyed working with that cast because I've just heard it's always it's a great time on that show. It is a blast, man. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, and you know, and the cool thing was I got to I got to ride my own bike. Actually, I think my bike is probably what got me the gig. <laughs> yeah, I showed up to the audition, and they were like. Is that your bike outside? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, there are probably some guys, I, I've read stories of some guys who really can't ride or they would fall off a bike or whatever. So, yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, and, and by the time I got to, you know, I got on the show in season six, so... Um, by that time, everybody was pretty, uh, you know, pretty well versed. And also, by the way, I love your uh, your role on Sneaky Pete, which you must be having a great time on that show. Yeah, you know what that that role was really, um, you know, my favorite role up until um, what I'm doing on the resident. So Sneaky Pete definitely comes in a strong second behind uh, Doctor Austin. When you were a younger actor, were you always kind of checking out what other people did on the set, you know, directors and, and other people on the set? Yeah, I mean, I was always, um, you know, I, I, mean, I, I always tell the story about, you know, when the show first, first, you know, started to air, I was 14 
And my mom right. sat me down and, you know, she said, this is a, you know, this great that this show is the phenomenon that it is, but you know how this business is, this show could be over next year. Yeah. What are you going to do when the show's over? Um, so she just always, you know, impressed upon me uh, the concept of longevity. So just growing up, I was always just looking at other things, um, you know, other ways to stay involved in the entertainment industry, especially knowing that the transition between seeing at, being seen as a child actor and being taken seriously as the, a, an adult actor, yeah. that transition isn't always a smooth one. So I started out, you know, I started before Cosby was over, um, I had about six episodes under my belt as a director. Um, and I had been directing music videos. So, um, you know, my, I had always been on directing because, again, I always wanted to be able to have some kind of contribution. Um, you know, and I always wanted to be able to work in between those dry spells that any actor with longevity is going to have those dry spells, stay working and, 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 and stay, you know, creatively fulfilled during those dry spells. So at least for me, I wouldn't have to make uh, desperate acting choices, you know, to pay my mortgage. So how do you find out about directing gigs then? I mean, because it's a whole different world. And I see people like Eric LaSalle and others who've kind of transitioned into it. But how do you get the gig? Is there, do you have an agent who says, look, he's directing now? Yeah, you have an agent. I mean, you know, just like, just like you get acting gigs, you have agents who, uh, you know, who, who look out for you. And, and, and there's certain agencies that represent, you know, actors and directors. Um, and I think, you know, for a lot of actors, the directing is really... Uh, you know, the next logical step, because when you get to a point where you're, um, you know, as an actor, you're only focused on, you know, your role, that's your responsibility, that's your job. But then at some point, you kind of want to branch out and, and uh, you know, look, you, you work with enough great directors um, who are inspiring and enough crappy directors that frustrate you. So somewhere in between yeah. the two, you kind of go, you know, I want to, you know, venture out and, 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 you know, tell full stories as well. Fantastic. And, and we look forward to more episodes of The Resident, which airs on the Fox Network on Mondays. Malcolm, great talking to you. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Jim. You as well. Take care. And word is that The Resident has already been renewed for a third season. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. Get updates on upcoming shows by liking our Fake Show Facebook and Twitter pages. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes.